Welcome aboard! We will be your guides during this magical journey into the movies. It's the perfect job for us because we love the movies. It's showtime! Ready when you are, CB! Action! Welcome to a very special edition of Monoreal Radio. I'm Sean. And I'm Jackie. And we are back from... It was a quick trip to Walt Disney World. It was a little one. It was an overnight. It was an overnight. We were visiting family and chosen family. And if we're in Florida, realistically, are we, of all people, not going to go to Walt Disney World? We'd be kidding ourselves. To be fair, Orlando was the most convenient airport to fly out of, but we're going to be 20 minutes away and not go? Come on. Of course. And, I mean, you need a hotel room, right? They have a plethora of hotels that you can stay at. Of course. Right. So why not stay on property and give yourself a little bit of time at Walt Disney World? So, I mean, here's the thing. For those of you who have been with us for a while, if you're new, welcome. But for those of you who have been with us for a while, you know that we did a really long four and a half hour trip recap just at the time of this recording two months ago when we took our trip down in November to kind of take in Disney 50. So I I think a lot of people are wondering, well, you did an overnight at Disney. What is that? Why are you going to sit and have a conversation about that? But I honestly felt that it was worth it. You and I both kind of felt this way. It was worth sitting and having this conversation because we also did trip recaps in October of 2020 and March of 2021. And I think our experiences there were vastly different uh, than the experience we had in November of 2021. And, and honestly, they were they were different for the better. And I kind of felt, and I think you felt the same way, that even in this overnight that we're coming back from, this felt more like the trip we took that October in 2020 and the March trip we took in 2021. Right. Well, we've always done these recaps since the inception of the show. And the reason for that is because when we launched in 2018, uh, in August of 2018, we had our big trip to Disneyland coming up and it was our first right. time there. And we also had the opportunity to tour the studios in Burbank. So we were just so excited when we came back, we decided we wanted to do a recap and it sort of became a tradition every time we took a big trip to Disney we would come on and, and discuss our experience. Uh, but I think what's different because of these last couple of trips that we took, March of 2020, right before the shutdown, and going back in October because we had our friend's wedding and we tacked on a couple of days in Disney, uh, and any other time that we've been to visit family within these past two years, we've really come back and given the COVID update, essentially. Right. But this past trip, November of 2021, was probably one of the most negative experiences we've had in Disney. And the reason that episode was almost four hours long is because we pretty much sat there and lambasted it. But because we noticed, even in this overnight, vast improvements that were made, we wanted to come on and discuss it. For sure. It's like Disney at least in that small spurt, Disney redeemed itself. And I and I honestly felt that the improvements that we saw, the improvements that we experienced, it it was worth coming and, and discussing and putting it out there in the world because this has been a hot-button conversation on Disney Reddit, Disney Twitter, basically anything on social media where Disney parks are attached – 
this has become such a hot-button conversation that I kind of felt it was worth being able to sit and hash it all out and discuss what we did experience. No, and this is kind of a big deal because we saw improvements without even setting foots in the park yet. Yeah. So this is a step in the right direction that I am really excited about for this year. Yeah, and we so let me just say also, we took a rental car in, which for the last few trips has, for the smaller trips, is not anything new for us. But it's new for a lot of people right now because now that the Magical Express is gone, people are... They're they're taking rental cars more often than they were previously because you obviously don't have the motor coaches taking you to and from the resorts anymore. And that is reflected in the pricing. Yeah, because the rental car prices are up. You know, the days of getting like the $15 wind-up toy out of the Happy Meal. A Prius. <laughs> we used to get <laughs> those days are long gone. So, I mean, you're looking at minimum 45, if not 50 bucks for a rental car. A Prius or what was that other one that we had? Was it a Kia Forte? No, it was a Yaris. That's it. Toyota it started Yaris. With a y. Yes. You could barely sit up straight in that thing. It was like driving a clown car. It was like watching you drive a clown car. It was hysterical. Um, But yeah, those days are kind of over. And I actually believe that the parking at the resorts has also gone up. I think it used to be a tw- well, it used to be free to park at the resort. Then it was twelve bucks. Now it's up to fourteen. Uh, closer to fifteen. Right. It's like fourteen ninety five or something like that. I mean, look, Disney. We- it, it was a night. I'm not hurting for it. No, and and Disney, to their credit, was one of the last resorts to charge resort fees. I mean, so many resorts have been doing this for such a long time that it was like a bombshell when Disney did it. But if you if you think about how long Disney offered free parking at their hotels, the fact that they, of the fifty years they've been there, it's it was what almost forty five years of free parking. Right. But see, this is where you and I started to have this sort of chicken and egg conversation about what the right move is here. I understand if you're driving in, whether you're renting a car or, you know, for locals, they're driving their own. Yeah. If you're flying into MCO and renting the car and therefore opting not to use Disney transportation... Which is a free service. Magical Express aside, I'm I'm talking about just the bus to get you from from your resort to a park. Yeah, yeah. I can see where they want to charge you because you are declining something that they are providing for you. Sure. So they're trying to incentivize you to use this service that's going to move more people and be a little bit more green. So I can see why they're trying to push back with a fee to deter people from doing that. In this case, because you have stripped away something that was free, meaning the Magical Express in this case, you shouldn't be slamming people to pay for parking when you've given them no other option other than to rent a car. And you certainly shouldn't raise the price now. Yeah, well, they're going to tell you that, well, now that more people are utilizing it, it's more wear and tear on the parking lots. We have to repaint the lines. We need to weed. We need to pave. That's a you problem. Well, no, it, it never, it's never a you problem. It trickles down to, as as Bob Chapik likes to call us, the consumers. We're not guests anymore. We're consumers. But enough. I don't want to talk about him anymore. He's yes, we gone. did say this was going to be 
a, a positive discussion about all the good steps that they were taking. And it will be, but it was worth mentioning that there was a slight increase on that. And, and you should be prepared for that because so many more people are utilizing the rental cars. So be prepared to pay more for the car to begin with and then be prepared to pay a little bit more at your hotel. But with that being said, and I do think that that's valuable information, let's talk about what the experience was when we got to Disney Springs. Parking was easy. Something that they started doing that they were not even doing in the November trip uh, was having to go through security. I thought that this is worth mentioning. We did not have to go through a security line. You went through the temperature checks for COVID when they reopened, but like to get into Disney Springs, go through a metal detector, give us your bag. I'm not all that surprised because Universal's been doing that at CityWalk for a long time, but I'm not quite sure when it is that they implemented that because we were just there two months ago and they weren't doing it as of then. I mean, I'm certainly not going to hold it against them for taking an extra safety precaution. It really wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, you know, you walk through the metal detector. If you have a bag, if you set it off, you go to the bag check. It it took two seconds. And, um, you know, there there weren't lines backing up the process at all it was it was fairly quick I just you know I did kind of a double take because I remember them doing the temperature checks when you went in but I, I was like are we really getting stopped right now at going into Disney Springs but they are it's safe so they have that checkpoint at the garage and then they have another one um down uh in the marketplace right by uh goofy's candy shop back there by the christmas store yeah where the christmas tree trail used to be i believe that's where the ubers drop off so i think that's why they have another point but i mean it's quick it's painless and it's safer so it's fine it's not a complaint i'm just again this for the sake of research and education prepare yourself to have to go through a security check that if you go to disney frequently you've not had to do before This is just about budgeting your time. Now, I mentioned that there were no lines and it was a quick process. I'm wondering that if that has more to do with the time of year that we're there in January, because here was the biggest tell for me. Because we got there so early, I was like, we actually have a shot at going to Gideon's and not having an insane wait on a virtual queue. And I wanted breakfast and coffee and what's better than cold brew and a half pound cookie for breakfast? Yeah, why not? Heart healthy breakfast. It's called adulting. Fight me. So <laughs> we go to Gideon's and not only is there not a line backed up to the bridge, there is no virtual queue. Yeah. There was what looked to be about a half hour line the cast member said it was a half hour and I don't think we even waited that long. And Disney Coffee Blog will back us up on this because Matt was there the very next day and he waited 10 minutes for Gideon's. I was glad and you were astonished that I somehow managed to avoid social media for the entirety of Gideon's existence at Disney Springs. I don't know how. I don't like to watch ride videos i don't like to watch priest shows i don't like to watch cues i don't like to watch walkthroughs i like to experience everything for the first time by myself and somehow i was able to not see one photograph of the inside of that shop 
I still don't know how you did it. I do want to preface this with we have had Gideon's before. Oh, yeah. We had it when they used to be exclusively at Polite Pig. Yes. Then another on another trip where we had a rental car, we stopped at the East End Market rather than wait on this absurd line because that was closer to when it just opened. You couldn't get near it. Yeah, that's when it was three and four hour waits. But if you went to their original location, you were in and out in five minutes. Exactly. But I have been dying to go into this place because I have seen the pictures. I handle most of our social media. So there was absolutely no avoiding it. And I absolutely love when they do the holiday releases and they create these characters and their backstories. And I have shown these to you. So I was really surprised that you never did like a deeper dive into what they have going on. But I just love it. Like, yes, it it's like stepping into what I imagine the inside of Tim Burton's head to be. But it's just such an incredibly designed space. I absolutely love it. And I wish that we could have spent a little bit more time in there looking around, but they just keep ushering you through. That's the only knock I have against it, but I understand why they have to do it that way because it's such a hot spot that you have to keep that line moving that you don't get as much time as you probably want to take it all in and observe everything. So it is something that I think you will have to repeat, which is ultimately what they want anyway. But I think the aesthetic is incredible. I love how it's decorated, and the cast members inside seem to really be enjoying themselves. Yeah, it was fun. And uh, we got, I think it's a limited time flavor, the banana bread cookie. Oh, yeah, the banana And the nut. banana bread cold brew, so good. So here's my thing now. I have had Gideon's coffee three times. It, it's not for me. And and I, listen, this is going to sound insane because I'll go, I will go split the half pound cookie and think nothing of it. I just don't like sweet coffee drinks. And that's my only knock against it. Does it taste good? Yes. For my palate, it's a little too sweet. They are sweet. For you, you usually don't even finish them. I usually end up finishing yours. Yes. From It's milk, coffee, ice, that's it. That's all I want. No, and I get it because I'll always order a large coffee no matter where I'm at. But there have been some times at Dunkin' Donuts, if they don't make your order correctly and they put the extra pumps in, it's very hard to finish when it's overly sweet like that. But... We did do it wrong because the reason I bring up Disney Coffee Blog is that Matt also posted a picture of him drinking from the banana and peanut butter cold brew simultaneously to make it a peanut butter banana cold brew. I was like, oh, man, that sounds so good. That's if we would have mixed them. Yeah, that is next level. But that's why he's incredible at what he does. So go check out Disney Coffee Blog. I'm, I'm obsessed. So let's talk about that seasonal cookie though the banana nut bread cookie I think for me and I have had all of the what do they have like it's what is it five standard flavors and then a seasonal so I've or a limited edition like the or they know they have an a.m. and p.m. cookie because they had the coffee cake which was sold out by the time we got there it went so fast um and then the the PM cookie is what I got. It was that um, yeah, the pistachio. Toffio, yeah, the toffee pistachio. Which was very good. Yeah. Um, but having eaten my way through the standards and now and, and now the branching AM and PM, out. I'm branching <laughs> out. The banana nut bread cookie, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, 
is the best cookie they made. They have they have made. It's the best one I've ever had from them. I love the original chocolate chip, but that is the best cookie. That's the best cookie I've ever eaten. Wow. It's not it's not just the best they've ever made. It's the best I've ever had. Maybe wow. I'm going out on a limb, but I think that's the best I've ever had. I know somebody that's going to be very upset by that statement. Yeah. I know, but I'm not I I can't lie. No. I'm never going to not be honest no. on this program. Jeannie has the best cookies. But anyway, I digress. Um the banana bread cookie that is like the perfect breakfast cookie because it's light it's not overly sweet well it's not light it's a half pound cookie but it's not overly sweet and it didn't taste like cake that's the thing like i've had cookies or letter like this before that when you get into like a bread or a cake flavor they tend to have more of a bread or cake consistency this still had the consistency of the cookie right but I thought it was excellent. I liked your pistachio toffee one too, but this is more about like the the theming of this place was incredible, and the and the CMs were so nice. Here's I'm gonna bury the lead a little bit here. Something you're gonna hear us say a lot for the next few minutes that we didn't say quite as much in our review from twenty uh, from November is that the cast member experience was exceptional yes they were great especially because they had rung up our order and then i noticed the limited edition candles which i love i always see them on social media but they had uh the tobias one who to me well to me i i think he's intentionally modeled after joe Rody. he's got the earring with all the bangles on it, it it's got to be joe Rody. he's got an explorer's hat on um so when I saw it, it was an impulse buy. And it smells like the banana bread. That's the flavor. So yeah. it's a great candle. Uh, but the cast member was like, hey, can I get a Toby candle? And another cast member brought it up to the front. And I love that they call him Toby. But that was one of those like experiences that was sorely missing on our last trip was just those little above and beyond interactions the lightheartedness yes right where you can tell that they're having fun um for sure and it you know like i said it started there it carried over to world of disney now i want to point something out that i noticed on the way to world of disney and then i noticed it when we got to world of disney something else that we kind of hammered home in november was cleanliness and how disney for a park for an entire company that has been known for having all of their properties very, very clean, we noticed that that was not so much the case in 2019. Now, again, you can make, or sorry, in, uh, in November. I keep wanting, I keep saying 2019, but it was in November. Um, you can make the case for it's lower crowds, therefore it's easier to maintain, and I understand that, but it, I would have eaten off the ground at Disney Springs for the two days that we were there. It was that clean. The garbage cans were clean. The hand sanitizers were good to go. The bathrooms were clean. And World of Disney was clean. World of Disney looked like a really bad episode of Supermarket Sweep when we were there in November. But when we went this week, 
everything was in order. There wasn't bags and merchandise all over the floor. People were getting pointed in the right direction by the cast members. Cast members were helping people out. Again, it was just like, I feel like we were in some variant form of Walt Disney World when we were there in November because it just felt like it was back to normal here. Yes, there were no elbows being thrown, Yes, which was kind of a surprise because merch was fully stocked. Merch was fully stocked. Uh, well, I can't, I, I don't know if we can with certainty say that it was fully, but it was certainly more so mm-hmm. than just two months ago. Um, You kind of got an idea how far behind they got with the supply chain because there was so much Christmas merchandise. And a, a really good amount of 50th anniversary merchandise, which is what we were missing on our, our big trip. Um, but first of all, it, it was just exciting to see that there weren't either less shelves that were all spread apart. Yes. So that there the it didn't look like there were empty shelves. And there were there wasn't repeat merchandise everywhere. It was yes. all a different variety. So I was so happy. A lot of the stuff in November was just the same hoodie or same spirit jersey or same t-shirt that you just you kept seeing it over and over again and they had very minimal Disney 50 merchandise. There was so much Disney 50 merchandise, comparatively so much more and sizes. They had the sizes. Now, they still didn't have the spirit jersey that I was looking for that said the most magical celebration on Earth or whatever it was with the partner statue on it. But, and they might not get those back. That might have been an October 1st exclusive. The jury is still out on that. But they had hoodies, t-shirts, jackets, like things that they did not have at all when we were there in November and they have so much of it and they had the Christmas ornament. That was the thing. They had two different kinds of Christmas ornament. Both of which are stunning. You know, Disney was doing the best they could in November of 2021 because we were looking for a 50th anniversary ornament specifically. And since they didn't have any, they took what was in house. We got a castle and they wrote, the year 2021 on it and we saw that there were other standard ornaments that they just wrote 50th anniversary on right to a point where i was getting concerned is this a supply chain issue or did they did they not even make them because we're trying to bounce back from a pandemic you know was that a budget cut so i was delighted to see these uh they have inside a mickey shaped snow globe yeah, it almost uh, looks like blown glass. Exactly. One of them has the core characters decked out in their 50th anniversary attire, so you get the iridescent suits and dresses. And then the other one has all of the iridescent weenies. And I'm so happy I get to say that on the show again. Yeah. <laughs> you know how much I love that. And I know you love it. These are really beautiful Christmas ornaments. Um, and I was so happy to see that this merchandise has finally come back around. So, again, so different from the experience that we had just two months ago. So if you're looking for that Disney 50 merchandise, I mean, look, it's easier said than done. This is really more if you're DVC or, or if you're a run Disney person or a local. But, like, if you if you were there in the last couple of months and you didn't get what you wanted and you have another trip 
planned or if you're on the fence about another trip, I would say that based on what we experienced, it would be worth going again because in all likelihood, the second time around, you will get what it is that you're looking for. You'd hope. You would hope. From there, we went to Boathouse, which we ha- we've we always had a good experience at Boathouse, but it was November 2021, so even Boathouse kind of let us down a little bit. But when we went on this trip, everybody's chipper, everybody's happy, the service was exceptional, the food was dynamite. It was like, okay, we're back to Boathouse, we're back to normal, we're back to the way things should be. And again, I'm bringing this up because... Like, it's not that, like, like I don't have survivor's guilt months later, but, like, we really did, and it was justified. We kind of did put it all out there, and there were a lot of instances where either Disney as a company or some of the restaurants, they, they didn't live up to expectations. I felt that for those specifically, when they bounced back, it was so worth mentioning this redemption. Yes. So, Boathouse was great. Our check-in for Pop was easy on the app, which it always has been. Never really a problem. We got to our room. It was a first-floor room. Hallelujah. And we have a new video. We have... I'm going to call it Must Do Disney because I don't know what else to call it because it's on the Must Do channel. No, Must Do Disney was Stacy. This was Disney Must Do. Even Disney recognized that. But... We had said that in the last video, and it was nothing against the voice actress, she did the best she could with it, but I felt like I was kind of just watching an extended commercial. Um, you missed having Stacy there because you missed having, I'm not, I'm just going to say, a host, you missed having some sort of a talking head whether it be a host or cutting into park guest or imagineers, just somebody who could explain things to you, talk to you about what it is you're experiencing. So what they did with this video, which I actually thought was brilliant, they have two voice actors now, an actor and an actress. They have a really nice back and forth with each other, and they got influencers, not necessarily Disney influencers, just influencers in general. Some are Disney and some are just family-related But they had them in the parks doing things and explaining things. And I thought that that was a really smart way to go about it because I thought that their conversations, they sounded very authentic. That was something that was sorely missing in the last iteration of this video once they had pulled Stacy's. I understand why they chose to go with a voiceover because things were changing Week to week, day by day, minute by minute. So it was probably much easier to have your stock footage and just lay a voiceover down to explain what it is we're seeing rather than have to reshoot video every single time. I I understand the budget constraints. So as much as I get it, there's still a disconnect. First of all, just having a voice and not ever seeing this person, but it really does come off disingenuous because it could be anybody. You want to see somebody who's a Disney fan who cares about it. And that's what was so much nicer here. I still, I think, I think we're not out of the woods yet. And Disney recognizes that because again, you do still have the two voiceover artists introducing each segment. Um, 
and you never actually see them. So you do still kind of have that a little bit of that disconnect. But I get that once the Galactic Star Cruiser opens, they're going to have to do an intro for that. As more shows come back, they're still going to need to introduce them. So it's quicker to do that with video and a voiceover than it would be to shoot all of these different things either all over again or have to do it, have to do a round of pickup shots. Um, I get it from a production standpoint. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're trying to play it smart. Um, what I was really surprised at, though, is the influencers that they did choose. Um, the families were all wonderful. It was nice to see them enjoying themselves and having so much fun and, and you know, people who are genuinely fans getting to enjoy the parks. Um, but I was surprised that they didn't go with the Disney ambassadors, number one. Number two, there are so many more influences, influencers who are familiar faces to the Disney fans and the Disney community. Um, I was surprised that they didn't go with them, but I'm also wondering if that's because there is like so much fighting within this community now that maybe they didn't want to like pick and choose favorites and start, you know, the Disney influencer wars. Yeah, I. that's one of those Disney reddits or subreddits you just stay off because some of those, oh, some of those people it got vicious, vicious, totally vicious and, you know, and totally anti what everything this community stands for. Like, come on, guys, get it together. I didn't um, it didn't it didn't bother me that they didn't go for more Disney centric because the thing is, if you're a big Disney fan, you are going to recognize a Disney influencer. If you're your run of the mill, I saw this on Instagram and I want to take my kids to Disney and I want to get my pictures. You know, you may have people that follow those family vlogs, family YouTube, family TikTok, where they're going to Disney because it's the family entertainment capital of the world, but they're not necessarily Disney fans. So there is a familiarity with I'm not I may not follow, say, Lou Mangello, but I know who this family of influencers are because I watch them on YouTube every day and I'll look. Now they're on my TV telling me that, hey, this is a really good place to go for preschoolers and the best part about it is there's an interactive queue where you as the adult can hang out in the AC. These were the things that I thought they did really well that they were missing with Stacy because Stacy was so good at like, she was giving her little tips and tricks. That's what was missing with the other voice actress and I felt like you kind of got that back here. And I felt like you were more, not that we need it per se, but we've seen so many of these videos that for me, it's like, I felt I didn't need you to sell me on it. I needed you to like explain it to me and tell me how I can get the most out of my day. That wasn't happening before and it's happening now. And I think it's a vast improvement. It was very well done because the other issue with the post Stacy voiceover is that they weren't telling you what ride was in each park. Yes. And there are some people who we have spoken to recently that think Harry Potter is in Disney World. Yeah. So you really do need that breakdown of what the big attractions are in each park. So that was something, you know, it was all done in segments of Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, Epcot, MGM, and Disney Springs. Um, so they had that coverage. But to your point, too, what, what the most impressive thing was, was that... 
they covered every single age range. And I think that's why they went for these influencers too with the families because some had older kids, some had younger kids. Mm -hmm. And they not only showed you what rides are appropriate for what ages, they kind of showed you how to divide and conquer. Like, okay, mom's going to take the little ones while dad takes them on the big action rides. Or the older kids can go be doing this and then you can sit and relax doing this. Like it, it was just really smart. And I think that also to your point, that's why they were able to cast the net a little bit wider with these influencers. Because if you know Disney, you're going to follow the Disney influencers. Right. These are influencers who have been on Oprah and People magazine and you are getting a much broader reach, but it, it was really great. And it was just nice to see, again, a step in that direction of things returning to normal. Another big thing that I noticed in the video is smiling faces again. Yep. Because they are using footage without masks. And there is a little bit of text on the bottom that says... Um, uh, something it, to the effect of this can change at any time. Exactly. It timestamps it a little bit. It's, right. It says something to the effect of uh, this footage doesn't reflect. Uh, this may the or may not reflect protocol the current, at the time. Yeah. 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 Um, but hard. There's maybe one or two shots of people wearing masks. So I was like, this is definitely a, a positive step, and you know, it makes you hopeful for what's to come this year. Uh, and again, just a smart move because they can easily spit out another video without that text in it right. when and, the time comes. And they're going to retrofit. I'm sure they've already done the voiceover and done the interviews and they have the stock footage of things like Indiana Jones that, that recently came back. They're just going to retrofit these segments into this video. But I think the point is when you think about the video you're going to see for Disney 50, this video fits the mold. The video we saw two months ago didn't feel like it fit the mold. This one did. Right. We went out for dinner that night. We wanted to try something different. Being that we had a car and right. we could just drive easily. And we did want to have the ability to go see another resort, which you can do if you have a dining reservation. So we made a reservation at Ale and Compass. We went over to the Yacht Club. And Ale and Compass was really spectacular it was excellent when we sat down we weren't quite sure what to expect because the bread service is done as a paid appetizer which if you're going to a place like Sanaa that's what you expect because the bread service is their thing you're right. getting like 10 flatbreads and 10 different sauces and you're going it, to it's like a whole experience it's a, that's a meal within itself these are your standard rolls which are great and it comes with a bacon jam a pub cheese and a citrus butter a citrus butter with uh it's it's got like the himalayan salt on it yeah and we were like really we're gonna pay for bread that's usually a pretty standard option, but we were kind of intrigued with the three different options. So we were like, all right, let's just get bread. And I thought that we were getting like three nice big dinner rolls. Like think about like the bread that we got for free at Citrico's. I'm thinking you're just getting that, but like a bigger basket. No, these are literally, I think you pointed it out. They're the size of the bread that you get complimentary at the boathouse. They are the boathouse rolls, but the, Boathouse just puts honey on them. Right. So you get five of those. Let's call it's It's rolls with a little schmear for $13. Like, it's good, but 
I don't think you should be paying $13 for that. Like, that should be, like, what they gave us is what you should just get for eating at the restaurant. If you want to take away the bacon jam, that's fine. And and maybe give you a choice of either the citrus butter or or the uh, pub cheese. All three spreads were really good. I actually thought that the citrus butter as a palate cleanser was excellent. Um, but I, I would say, like... If you really want to try it, do it, but I don't think it was worth 13 bucks. Agreed. I really enjoyed everything that we had, but after that I was like, I really hope this meal is spectacular because we're going to walk away from this going, okay, we paid for bread and the meal was mediocre. We're not coming back here. But we stood corrected. Uh, the food was absolutely incredible. Um, I got the short rib and I asked our our server if they bottled and sold the the, the barbecue, barbecue demi glaze that it was in. It was so good. I wanted to bathe in it. It was so good. It's one of the best, gar- I mean, sauces, garnishes, whatever you want to consider. It's one of the best I've ever had, period. It's definitely in the top three of what I've eaten on Disney property. For me, it is what put Alan Compass in my top ten restaurants and and dining experiences i i had to reevaluate after that meal it was just that good yeah i had the uh the strip steak they had a perfect cook on it uh with a watercress salad and truffle fries and i dare say that i thought their truffle fries were better than the truffle fries at the boathouse and i love my truffle house boat fries uh, or my 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 <laughs> truffle house yes you know what i meant <laughs> i i thought this was better I was surprised to hear you say that. Not that I doubted it, but like those boathouse fries, like that's what you go to the boathouse for and sit at the bar if you just want a little nosh instead of dinner. But uh, no, it, it it was excellent. And the, the room is so lovely. It's just so pretty there. And the resort is gorgeous. It, it was really a nice night out. And the glasses of wine were reasonably priced. I mean, had we not paid $13 for bread, for us to each have a really delicious entree and a beautiful glass of wine, we would have been out the door for less than 100 bucks. To go do that at a steakhouse anywhere is a stretch. To do it at a steakhouse at Disney, you're really pushing the limits. But for value on the dollar, with the exception of that bread, if you're looking for a really good meal that's not going to break the bank, I would implore you to go to Ale and Compass. No, and that's how you do it. Skip the bread. It's unfortunate that it doesn't come for free, but then you can have two nice meals with a nice glass of wine under 100 bucks. And if you time it out properly, as we did, when you're done with your meal, you go out on the patio and you sit on the nice patio chairs on the deck and you watch Harmonious because you catch those Epcot fireworks. That was an added bonus. We, we kind of like timed it out by happenstance, but I was really glad that we did because it was a really nice way to end that night at the Yacht Club. It was a nice surprise because usually if we time out fireworks, we'll do it on purpose on the monorail loop so you see the Magic Kingdom fireworks. Not that I never cared about illuminations. We just never did it that way where like we would eat at Boardwalk or we had never we only went to beach club the first time on the november trip and this was the first time at yacht club so it just never really occurred to me to do it but i didn't realize how close you actually are yeah yeah it was a really nice surprise the next day we went back to disney springs we went to everglazed for breakfast 
And we walked a lot on this trip, we promise, even though it was not a parks trip. Their coffee is dynamite. I absolutely love their coffee. Let's talk about the donuts that we did get. Well, wait, let's let's not talk let's not get off the coffee just yet because we were talking about how sweet the Gideon's coffee is. This is not. I had the Reese's Nitro Cold Brew. Mm-hmm. And it's still not a sugar bomb. So if you're looking for like a more pared down regular coffee, if you don't want a really heavy, sugary, desserty type of coffee and you don't want the lines. I mean, yes, we said we got away with no line at Gideon's. But when that virtual queue does come back and you want a good cup of coffee, don't sleep on Everglazed is the point. For sure. But let's talk about the donuts here because their donuts are good. And I just say I think their donuts are good. If you've had Randy's in California. Nothing compares. It's Yeah, that's it. Nothing compares to that. Those raised donuts are the best donuts on earth, period, end of story. Here's my thing with Everglazed. They're big donuts with a lot of stuff on top. It's not that they're not good. They are. But it's just, there's like not a balance. You know what I'm saying? Like at Randy's, I felt like there was a balance it was the same reason why I don't love voodoo donuts. It's just a donut that's a little oversized and you just throw like a lot of cookies and candy on it and you call it a day. Voodoo donuts have also gone so downhill from when they first came out because there's so many locations and I don't think they can keep up with it anymore. But I changed it up this time and I didn't get one of the big extravagant crazy donuts. I got the blueberry cake donut, and I will tell you that for me, that's the best donut at Everglaze, and that is going to become my staple. It was delicious. It was a cake donut, but it wasn't dense. It wasn't overly sweet. It had a nice, refreshing flavor from the blueberry. I absolutely loved it. It was really good. I have never gotten anything other than the ube donut in the like three times that we've gone. I think three. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's the best. It's such a unique option. Uh, I know people are a little swayed by the color and that it's vegan and made from sweet potatoes. I love it. It's it's good. I think it's just, I I like that it's unique and it's something that you really don't see anywhere else. Certainly you're not going to find that at Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, but I think they changed it up and and it's like the same thing. I, I guess they you know, it's like the same thing as Voodoo Donuts. I guess they're changing it to maybe make it a little bit faster and they're able to mass produce it, but you can tell. Uh, it was really dense. And instead of just putting the glaze on it, they sprinkled sugar on it, which they've never done. And it was just too, so- like that, that those big sugar flakes that you're like crunching on. Yeah, it's almost like they just like pounded rock candy on top of it. Yeah, that's fine on like Christmas cookies. Right. That you bake and you decorate. Okay. For the one time a year, great. But not on a, not on a donut covered in frosting. No, that's already enormous. You don't, it, it was just too extra. You didn't need it. But uh, even more so than the sugar, I was like, why is this so dense? It's never like that. And I was like, I hope they're not changing this permanently. Blueberry cake donut. Way to go. From there, we walked because we had to um, mm-hmm. to the Marketplace Co op, and they have the what is it, Vault Disney Store or the Walt Disney World Vault Edition or whatever. The point is, it's a lot of reproduction merchandise from when the parks first opened. 
and they had very little when we were there in November. They only had weird sizes. But you walk in, and they have everything in every size. There's a ton more merch. Like, I cannot stress to you how good the merch was when we were there this past week. It was just like, it checked all of the boxes. There was such a variety. They had, and it was such a shame because you could see what was meant to be Christmas gifts. Like they had a really nice uh, decanter and uh, a cake server. And I was like, man, that would be such a great gift. Um, it was just so pretty and so different. Uh, and, and so much more um, home merchandise. Yes. They, you know, it's the word home, but the castle in place of the O. Uh, they had a lot more of that too. Uh, new journals. Um, the dress shop was fully stocked. The Doonies. Yeah, yes, yes. They had new Doonies. Oh my goodness. I I was never like a huge Dooney person. The snake that bit me was the all black haunted mansion Dooney that Sean got me for Christmas because I loved it so much. Uh, and now they're just coming out with more and more. There's uh, Cruella. Dooney, and then they have the 50th anniversary one, which is black, and the 50th logo is iridescent, just like the weenies, and it's absolutely gorgeous. It was a like I looked at that and said, This bag is worth its money. Um, but it, but it was no more expensive than any other Dooney bag. Like, I half expected it to be marked up like 25% more because it said Disney 50, but it was the same price as any other Dooney that you find on Disney property. But these were not there when we were there a couple of months ago. But they're there now. And you would think that would have been like an October 1st release. Right. Or the big shock was going to the Christmas store and seeing that they they didn't have the same ornaments that we saw that we saw at World of Disney, but what they did have was they're doing those uh, those 50 icons or whatever it is that they're calling it, the characters that are gold. Yes, the ones that you find but the Fab 50. They have those in Christmas ornament form. And they come like five or six to a box and you It's have five, to, so you have to get ten so you boxes. You have to buy all the boxes. But they look really cool. I wish they would have had them in November because I probably would have picked them up. And they're also broken out into which park you find them in. Right, which I thought was smart. Very smart. The back of that store, it is worth noting, was always where you found like the Nightmare Before Christmas stuff. I know. It's now called Bo's Candles. And they're doing the Disney Park sense. And that wasn't there when we were there in November. And it's there now. Well, they have always done those. That's what you find in that little uh, like end cap in the middle of the co-op. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But now they have a full store, and I'm wondering if Disney bought them out because they realize how popular these candles are that independent small businesses are selling, one of which is a favorite of ours. So I'm really hoping that Disney is not commercializing this. I mean, they're certainly not going to put the small businesses out of business, but it's like, you know, Disney does that with almost everything. Like anything that's been popular in an Etsy shop, two years later, they are so late to the party, but then they will start selling it themselves. But right. if you want candles, yes. Secor memory candles. Yeah, go get them from Lisa. They are spectacular. And they last. Her yeah, burn do. times are so accurate, but they they just last for so long. 
and the, and the scents are spot on. They really are the closest thing you'll get to something in a Disney park. And they're they're just made with so much more love and so much more of a personal touch. That's the other thing. I mean, I realize that for licensing purposes, you cannot use any of the Disney name. That's why you have Pirate Water and Spooky Mansion. And Pineapple Whip. Exactly. Um, but it really feels like Bose is just trying to capitalize on that with the names. Whereas, you know, with Core Memory Candles, Lisa really puts thought into it and she writes a really beautiful description of what the scent evokes for her and the nostalgic memory that it brings back. And it's it's just so much more in line with Disney, I feel like, than them just slapping the names on these candles. It speaks to you as a Disney fan more than what you're buying in the park. Absolutely. Um we finished our day, really, we finished our trip uh, to Walt Disney World with Jacques Lindsay's Hangar Bar. Oh, well, wait, we did go to Dockside Margaritas twice. How how could we not shout out our favorite place? Oh, yeah, we went to Dockside. That's a standard, though. People know that. I don't need to tell you we went to... If we went to Disney, we went to Dockside. It, it's why we tacked these couple days on, really. But we went to Jacques, and we got the cargo-loaded pretzel... And it is just so good. It's the best for the money. It's the best charcuterie. One of the best charcuteries, because I do think the charcuterie board at Baseline Tap House is spectacular. And yeah. that's that's a lot less money. And the quality is just so good. But if you're looking for a beefed up version of that for the 22 bucks you spend, this is, at, oh my God, it is so good. I love that charcuterie pretzel. At it's Jocks. the smoked brats. So good. And again... The cast member that we had, the bartender, she was spectacular. She was in character, but also personable and attentive. And, I mean, that's that's really the point. You know, after that, we got on a plane and came home. But the point of us sitting and having this conversation was as we're driving back to the airport, after we went to Jacques, we're like, I, I feel like I feel like I've been in two completely different places between November and and January, but January, it feels the most familiar of, you know, any of, you know, of anything that we experienced in November. November, like I said, it was like you're dealing with a variant version of Walt Disney World. Like, this felt like Disney. It was clean. It was friendly. It was organized. It was well-stocked. There was a plethora of merchandise to choose from, but it's just, it, it had that Disney touch that it was so desperately missing in every like facet in November that it's like I I felt like we had to sit here because it's like folks Disney has been redeemed I don't know that they're fully redeemed I'm gonna be cautiously optimistic because I don't know if this was due to a lower period of attendance or if this is new year new budget new hires and they are trying to get people in, get them trained so that they're ready for the President's Week and Spring gr spring Break crowds that are going to immediately follow. Sure. I hope that that's part of the bigger plan so that they're prepared for it as opposed to what we experienced where, you know, we, we said it when we recapped our November trip. They, without a doubt, increased attendance and didn't say anything. So I'm hoping that they're trying to get ahead of it. Um Given Chapek's record, do do I believe that's what they're doing? I don't know. 
I, I don't know if he's got his finger on the pulse that much to actually try and be proactive about something. But regardless, it makes me hopeful. So with all of that being said, if you are interested in booking a trip, I'm more than happy to talk more about it. Uh, so you can get in touch with me through any of our social media outlets at Monoreal Radio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or you can email me directly at j.zolezzi at magicalvacationplanner.com. Uh, they are actually running. That was another thing that's that's back for this year. They're finally running promotions again. Uh, Disney is offering for late spring and summer travel. Uh on select hotels, you can save up to $500 when you stay for five nights. So most people are doing four days. If you fly in on your first day and out on the fourth day, you get a day in each park. But that includes your travel time. I definitely don't recommend that because what is not back up to speed is the airlines yet. And people are still not showing up to work their flights. So book the extra day. Allow yourself the extra padding. That way you don't miss any of your park time but uh yeah if, if you're interested in learning more about what traveling is like now i'm happy to go over it with you all right let's talk about something that is a lot of fun we had a contest that we promoted in the last episode the contest ended this week and your prize pack is a monoreal radio t-shirt and a Poison Apple Christmas Ornament from our friends at the Hidden Mickey Supply Co. Thank you to everybody that entered. Rach G is our winner. So Rach G, we will be in touch with you to get your shipping information and get your package sent out to you promptly. But thank you all so much for joining us for this very special edition of Monoreal Radio. Jackie mentioned before, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Monoreal Radio. We're also on TikTok at Monoreal Radio, and we want to hear from you. If you have a trip coming up, if you've recently come back, maybe you ran Marathon Weekend, uh, you can email us what your experience was, because we'd love to hear from you. Radio at gmail.com. Uh, make sure to like, subscribe, and rate us on Verbal or your podcast platform of choice, and for links to all of the social media and everywhere that you can find the show it is online at monorealradio.com for jackie i'm sean have a magical week everyone on behalf of monoreal radio we'd like to thank you for joining us we'll see you at the movies the stuff dreams are made of